Let's Talk Home Repair is sponsored by Matriarchy Build, who provide tele-DIY services connecting homeowners to vetted pros for one-on-one video consultations. Visit matriarchybuild.com to get guidance on projects as small as a leaky faucet or as big as a home remodel. You can even book a session with Amy themselves. Visit www.matriarchybuild.com. Tele-DIY. Like telehealth? Yeah. Cool. I know. Hi, I'm Amy, general contractor. And I'm Alicia, homeowner. And we're talking home Home repair. repair. We have a fun show. It is our 50th episode. Yes. Congratulations, Amy. Congratulations, Alicia. And, you know, we were thinking about not doing this. A while ago. We kind of like, eh. We went back and forth. We did, but we... You know, well, we, because we had that fit and starts, you know, with the COVID interrupting our... Right. And then we got going and then kind of... But I'm glad we kept going because yeah. I'm having a blast and learning a lot and, and I'm not done yet. Me too. I we, agree. We got I agree. stuff to talk about. I agree. About. And... Um, one of the things is that we're hearing more and more from the listeners, which we absolutely adore. Yes. And we have a listener email that we're going to talk about today. So we're going to hit that. We've got a dadu update. God, I hope this thing is finished pretty soon. <laughs> but we got a dadu update. Um, we're going to hit spring home maintenance. Your favorite. Every, my favorite maintenance. And then we're going to wrap up with, um, I don't know what her angle is going to be on this, but we're going to talk about blue tape. Blue tape. And of course, my first question is going to be, is it the same or how is it different than green tape? But I'm sure we'll hit that. Oh, I thought you were going to ask me what color of blue. <laughs> yes. What? What's the 2022 <laughs> color of the blue tape? No, no, no. But uh, we're going to start off the show by talking a little bit about the home show. The Seattle home show was a couple of Sundays ago. And Amy and I went down there, and we did a live version of the Let's Ho- Talk Home Repair, and we had a fantastic time. We did. Oh, I, my word. It was so fun. I did not expect... We were hoping to record it, and all kinds of nightmares, technical nightmares happened. Uh, but it was really fun to have the live interaction and the questions that people would come up with. It was right. great. Right. We played a game, right? We, we played did. the term game with the with the crowd. Yep. And they absolutely loved that. And, and oh, yeah, it was They great. dug into, we did spring home repair uh, as part of the show. And uh, they really glommed onto uh, hot water heaters. They did. That was the topic mm-hmm. of the night. What about this? Yeah. My, what, about, what about this on my hot water? Can tank? I drain it? What should I do it now? We had a what great do I conversation. Put the hose? We had a great conversation, yeah. and we kind of fell a little bit in love with the live interaction. It was kind of fun because we just have a basic discussion going on here, and we just expanded that mm-hmm. with about twenty other people. Right. So it just became a big discussion. So we're playing around with the idea, uh, haven't formed anything yet about it, um, of having a let's talk home repair, maybe house party. Or if party, you have road a show or road show, something, something. like that. Yeah. So if you have a group of people, uh, like-minded people who just like to talk about home repair and trades and things like that, and you think it'd be fun to have us in your house and just have a an evening, we're kind of we're kind of up for it. So email us at askamy at amyworks.com. But that was a lot of fun. And who knows if we're going to have home shows anymore, so it was nice to get on that. Yeah, that was kind of dead. Yeah, right. it, was pre- it right. was pretty sad attendance, but our... Our thing was attended pretty well. It was. It was. A lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, let's start with, we got a listener response from uh, Joe from Ontario. We're international. Come on now. We are. 
That's awesome. I, Joe, I love thank, it. thank you so much for emailing Joe. And the suggestion from Joe, we were talking about my ice maker problem. I have this huge tray in my freezer so that I have all kinds of ice that I don't use uh, fast enough. And it takes up a boatload of space on, uh, I have one of those drawers, bottom drawer freezers. And Joe suggests that how about throw some freezer packs in to take up some of the space or freeze some water in the bottom of it, let's say half the height, and turn the cube supply back on after it's frozen. That is a great idea. And I tried something like it. And what happened was it kind of disregarded it. What? It still made it messy. And I think... This is a good suggestion if it's ice packs. So I, I'm actually intrigued by the freezing water and just make it less deep. Uh-huh. But, it, you know, the, when it dumps, right. it kind of spits the ice cubes up. So I'm a little leery of making it any more shallow. I was trying to make it less deep. And so I tried ice packs, but then it's, it does get covered by ice. So you kind of need something that blocks it at its true height. So I could put more ice packs. I need to create a true wall so that as higher, higher than the depth of the tray. So the, the, do the ice cubes come out of the tray like off the side? Yeah, if it spits it out. Oh, okay. So I think the answer is going off of Joe's suggestion. I tried to use things that I might want to use, and mm-hmm. I think I didn't stack it up high enough. Oh, okay. So I might try that again. All right, I'm going to try it again and report back. (laughs) But, Joe, thank you so much for emailing. That was a lot of fun. All right, next on our list, Dadu update. How is that Dadu doing? Woohoo! You know, I was looking at the photos today, you know, all of our daily logs that my employees put in, and it looks like a house. doesn't have any furniture in it. All the paintings done are really close. Uh, Cabinets are going in today. That's Um, major. Uh, cabinets are going in today. Interior doors next week. Flooring's going in next week. Countertops are going in next week. So it is going to be essentially, and then um, right after that, then we do plumbing trim out. So they're coming in. They're going to hook up the sinks and the faucets and the drain lines and the, put the toilets in and all that kind of stuff. So in a couple of weeks, we should be, knock on wood, pretty close to being Wrapped up with that. How many days that you'll need for the flooring? Will that just be a day, or are you thinking that's two days? I bet it'll take them maybe maybe a couple of days, but they could get it done uh, in one. Yeah, I think they're doing the same flooring throughout. I think they're doing LVP throughout uh, luxury vinyl planks, and it's kind of open concept except for the one bedroom. It's got a bedroom and a bathroom, and then and then the rest is open. Um, They do have to go around the island, but. I mean, those guys are fast. Yeah. They are so fast. They've got, like, one guy that lays it down, another guy sets it, and it's just, like, they just... And it's a new surface, so it's going to be nothing wrong with the, like, levelness of the... So that makes their life easier, well, right? do you remember when we had to cut a channel because we missed electrical for the island? Yeah. Yeah. So there's a patch. But isn't it a level patch? I hope so. Oh. It should be. <laughs> <laughs> I hope somebody was smart enough to make it nice and level. Oh, yeah. If not, I'm calling Kayla. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. So you really think within a couple weeks, well, then you then you guys will do your finishes. But then you're out, right? And then right? do the electrical trim out. Right, right. 
So um, I would say within a month, we're gonna we're gonna be done. And Kayla's probably rolling her eyes right now, saying, "Don't say that." <laughs> She's not talking to the client, so that's all right. That's right. Well, that's exciting to get that closer and closer, and you will have that under your belt. And have you heard any news of a next day? Yeah, we've got a couple more that we're working on. That's great. Um, Yeah, just the permitting and and proposal part of it, but we've got two more that that look like we're going to be doing. Super. And I I hope that we'll get a progression pictures that – do you have anything up on your website or not yet? Um, I don't think we do on the DADU. We're in the middle of doing some revamping on that. So Yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. All right. And our big topic for the day. Your favorite spring, spring home, home maintenance. maintenance. What yes. do we do in the spring? All righty. So you're going to inspect your foundation, crawl space, attic. Foundation, crawl space, and your attic. Right. You're going to look at cracks in the foundation. And if hopefully you looked at it on a regular basis, on, anyway. a, on a regular basis, so you know how big that crack was. If not, you've made a note, you've measured it, you've written it down in your little in your home maintenance journal thing, <laughs> right? And you're going to look at it again, and it's not getting any bigger. Great, it's gotten bigger. Okay, we need to talk to a foundation person, mm. right? How much growth is scary in? A season or in a year? I think pretty much anything, you you don't want cracks to be growing. Okay. You, you could get, you know, a crack due to the um, concrete um, curing, right? So it's a relatively new house and it's curing. So it's, you know, you get a crack or have we had any tremors? Right. Um, those kind of things. Has there been, you know, some serious um, street work outside, mm-hmm. right? So you're going to get that that rumbling on the ground. Um, but if you notice that, you know, it it was just a small crack last year and now I can see, you know, I can see stuff in it, mm-hmm. then you definitely want get to get it taken care of. So that's, that's some serious settling. Sure. Serious something going on. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So cracks in the foundation. Cracks in the foundation. You're going into your crawl space or you're getting somebody to go into your crawl space to take a look, look around, look at your joists, your floor, especially where your bathrooms are to see if um, the bathrooms of the kitchen to see if you got any leakage coming down through that. You're looking for signs of rodents. You're making sure all your insulation is in place um, and that your vapor barrier, the plastic sheathing, is in good condition and covering all of the dirt underneath there. So we're looking for wood discoloring from wetness or leaking, seeping, anything like that. We're looking for rodent poop. Yep. Or if they've been tearing at your insulation, Mm -hmm. any kind of sign like that. Termites and ants as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you'll have a sawdust kind of look uh, that'll be left behind. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then uh, your vapor barrier, make sure that's still. And that's in your crawl space. That's in your crawl space. At the bottom of your house. Right, underneath the house if you've got one. In your attic, you're going to be looking for kind of the same. You're going to be looking for any kind of water damage that you might see, um, any insulation that's been disturbed. And that water damage is going to be coming from leaks in your roof rather than probably plumbing. Right, right, Right. because you shouldn't have, well, I can't say you shouldn't have, but it's unlikely that you're going to have a lot of pipes up in your attic. You'll have vent Unless you're my house, but yeah. Well, yeah, there's that. (laughs) If you don't (laughs) have a basement, yeah. Your your house is an anomaly. Yeah, yeah, right, right. (laughs) Uh, Insulation that's been disturbed that may be indicative of of rodents, Mm -hmm. birds, 
Uh, same thing with, with uh, insects. And um, you want to make sure that your ducting for your bathroom fan that if it goes through the roof is actually attached to a vent cap that goes through the roof. You don't want that moist air being dumped into your attic. Right. Serious and that can problem. easily, that can sometimes pull apart from the exit. It, right? it can, it can. Yeah. And more often than not though, we have people that will install the fan and then they just throw the hose up there, the ducting up there uh. and don't bother putting a hole in the roof. Or they replaced the roof and they didn't put a new hole, so they just left the yeah. And how problematic is that really, though? It's not, it's not good. It's it's you're you're introducing warm, moist air into a cold environment, so you're going to get condensation. What happens when you get condensation? Mold. Okay. You get water. Right. Um, so you want that going out. So the moisture is the big mm-hmm. issue on that. Right. Okay. So then your electrical wire that comes into your house, if you've got an overhead service, mm-hmm. um, you want to make sure that you don't have any tree limbs that are in the way, um, that you don't have bushes, that it's not resting on your roof, that it's... Uh, so this is the wire coming directly from, the, if again, you, it's above ground, it's coming from the utility pole right. to your house. Right. And that little... Right. That, that little path. sag... And like I say, it you, it will never, ever be straight. Laws of physics won't be straight. It, there's going to be a sag to it. If you feel like it's sagging too much, mm-hmm. call. Or if the sag Seattle, has changed. Right. Call Seattle City Light. Call your power company. Tell them, I think there's a problem. They'll come out and take a look at it. It won't charge you anything. If you hear from them saying, yes, there is an issue, great. You did a great job. If they don't say anything to you, Great. You don't have a problem, and now you have a point of reference. <laughs> right, right, right. You know what it looks like when it's okay. Right, right. Next, you want to fertilize the lawn. Good time to fertilize the lawn. Clean the gutters and the downspouts. No gardens, right? And it right. should be relatively easy because this is one of the ones that you should have done in the fall as well. Oh, right. Right. So right. Some, of these are, some of these are every six months. So if you do it, you know, on a regular basis, you're not, you know. And it's not a big job. You, no, it's not. It's like getting you your teeth cleaned. Right. Exactly. If you l- leave it for seven years, then Ouch. the teeth cleaning is more painful. It hurts. It hurts. Yeah. It takes a couple of days. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So you want to end, when you're doing the, the downspouts, you want to make sure that the water's flowing away from the house so that it's not right. going down the foundation, possibly leaking into your basement or your crawl space. Uh, we're going to check your alarm systems. Um, just had... Daylight savings time. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Change batteries, or you check your batteries. And no, you change them. You change your batteries. Change your batteries in, in your fire and in your carbon dioxide monoxide. alarms. Monoxide. Nobody wants carbon dioxide. <laughs> <laughs> Breathing that out all the time. <laughs> and checking the smoke detector with can smoke, not right. just pushing the button. Right. So make sure that that detector actually works. People were excited about that at the home show. They were. They were. What is what is that canned smoke? I know can listeners smoke. already know that, but people at the home show, we were excited about getting canned smoke. Mm-hmm. Yep. Pretty yep. cool. Just to make sure. Or you could always do, you know, take a wooden match yeah. and light that and then blow it out and see if that'll do it. Make that set off. Check your fire extinguisher. You should shake it up and down. I found one uh, at our office the other day. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, it's... 
it's toast. I can tell. Like I <laughs> inverted it, and it, you know, you should have the the dry chemical will you should shift. Feel it. Yeah. Right. No, it wasn't doing anything. It was a brick. Wow. <laughs> wow. How old was it? I have no idea. Oh. I have no idea if it was something that we moved with us or it was there when we bought the house. Right. I, I'm not <laughs> sure. No. 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 Um, and then this was a big conversation piece was draining the hot water tank. Right. And this is something that if you look in your owner's manual for your hot water tank, there's a really good chance, like a 95% chance that it's going to say as maintenance to drain it. And that gets rid of the sediment on the bottom of it that, that collects over time. And what's wrong with that collecting sediment? It's not good for the tank. It, it prematurely ages the tank. And then it gets to the point where if you haven't done it and it's your tank is like eight years old and then you decide to do it, you could actually disturb it to the point where you're going to create a leak. Right. So, you know, it's like do it early or you're not going to do it at all until... You, and it will just prematurely... Toast your very good chance. Yeah. yeah. And don't Wait. don't push the don't push the age of your tank either. Right. If it's if it's warranted for, for 12 years, then think about at 12 years getting a new tank. It's like, oh, it's good, it's fine. Big cause of damage is hot water tanks. Right. Mm-hmm. It's the sneaky, it sneaky is. devil. It is. We had somebody sure. at the home show and I think she was on year 16 with hers. And so she was sounded excited about uh, draining hers. And Amy's advice was do not no, drain it. don't do it. You're like rust spots are right. the only thing holding that tank together yep. probably. Yep. I said budget, budget for a new one. And yeah. Really, you know, put your money towards getting a new one because that one's, you know, on borrowed time for sure. And not as hard of a project as you think it might be. So look over your manual. It will probably do a step-by-step, right? It does. Yeah, yeah, it does. And it's, um, it is, I mean, once you've done it, it it's, it's pretty easy. It, it just following the steps, right? With, with an electric one, it's like, okay, step one, turn the power turn the off. switch. Yeah. Right. Make sure you turn the power off. Step two, turn the water off that goes to the hot water tank. Step three, attach the garden hose to the valve that's at the bottom of the water tank. Okay, you're almost there. You're almost done. You are almost there. Direct the hose either outside or in a floor drain or a utility sink or something for, mind for? Yeah. Op- open the valve. Let her go. Let her go. And you don't have to drain it all. You only have to drain about a third of it. Okay. So, uh, and you're not going to know, but, you know, give it, I don't know. But if you have half a- an hour, 45 minutes. Of draining. Of draining. So is it going to gush? It's going to run. I mean, it's just gravity, right? So, the, okay. the, yeah. So, and you could get, because it's draining from the bottom, you could, you know, you, you could be getting that rusty. And in hopes we're getting some. Some of that Calcified something or. Right. Rusty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Super. And the only complication that's added with a gas is that you're going to have to. Uh, it's turn, the pilot light. Do the pilot light right. again. And But it shows you the instructions on a gas tank how to... And that's something you really should, you should push know how yourself to, do. To, to know how to yeah. do. Because that is some, uh, not even maintenance, but just use Good. if it goes down. Or... Right, if something's going on. Check your roof for missing shingles, tiles. that you If you have a tiled roof, trim back any br- tree branches. That are sitting on top of that it or touching sitting on, it. Right, and you want, it to be, you want those to be three feet away. That's a lot. A good, yeah. good wind, right? Mm. 
could mm-hmm. and the movement of the tree could scrape that those shingles and it and it takes away that protective coating. And it can be a good uh, get to know your neighbor activity. Uh-huh. Because if you have somebody with a higher floor than your roof, you can go and maybe go up to their second or third floor, take binoculars out, check your roof out that way. There you go. Take a bottle of wine. No over, ladder. Exactly. Right? You know, snacks. Right, right. Snacks. Or you wine. could just stand on the, the, the curb with your binoculars right. across the street. <laughs> right. <laughs> confirming with the neighbors that you are a little crazy. Yeah. yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Looking um, at your house. Right. Um, good time to do service on your heating system and cooling system, right? Springtime, right. not not high use, so... And he uh, just probably got out of a winter where you did have right. a lot of use. Change the filter, get ready for the cooling season if you got AC. Absolutely. So there it is. Okay. That's your maintenance. That's a good afternoon. One every, one every weekend, right? Yeah. And, and you're done. Yeah. You're done. All it's right. all about maintenance. You're on it, aren't you? All right, you, now, everybody. Drum roll. Our final topic for our 50th episode. (laughs) She made it a big one. Blue tape. Blue tape. Blue tape. Invented. Are you talking talking about painter's tape? Yes. Invented by 3M in 1988. 1988. Its predecessor was masking tape. See, I, Did you say this, 1888 or 1988? 19, Blue tape. Oh, is it that new? It is that new. No, now, masking tape's been around. Sure. I, I don't know the year for that one, but but yeah, blue tape. I might even have masking tape from 1988. You probably can't get it probably off Probably can't roll. get it off, yeah, but yeah. yeah. Okay, so I got, I have seven tips. Seven tips with seven tips uses with, for blue tape. Blue, yes. Uses oh, for, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd like this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. First one, we've talked about this one before, but uh, when we talked about saws. Yeah. When you're cutting a piece of plywood or you're cutting a door or something, you want to, you tape that line. Mm -hmm. So it it keeps the splintering down, right? So you can actually put your blue tape down, draw your line. So you're actually cutting through the tape. Okay. And then that'll keep the splintering from from being quite as bad. And do you suggest that to like really cut through the tape rather than use the tape as your line? Because that doesn't really accomplish what you're trying to do. Then, right? It does. It, it it'll work either way. One of the big things when you're doing a cut like that is also to use the right to use the right blade. Blade, right? right? If you're using blades. a framing blade to cut a door or a piece of plywood, yeah, that's not the right. That's so you, that's going to be problematic. But right. either way, I've done it both ways and, and gotten um, decent results with both. Uh, but definitely better than nothing at all. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. This one is cool, and I've I've done this with a post-it note, but I've never done it with <laughs> blue tape. Right. So you take so so figure we're working with for this particular podcast, we're working with one inch tape. Okay. Okay. Now there's wider, but I'm kind of in love with the wider. You would be. I don't but know. We're, we're especially going... for painter's tape, I like having that extra little room. Do you? To up, I guess I do because it's Is that a... like when you get really tired. Yeah, it's, it's it's a wonderful safety net. You feel like you almost have so a little drop cloth. Okay, well you can you can use the wider, but I'm I'm envisioning one inch. Okay, so one you inch. take two little strips of one inch, say maybe four inches long. Okay, and you and you kind of put them together so you're making a wider piece. So if we were using the wider piece, you just need one. Okay. And that you take it and you you um, attach it to the wall in a U shape where you're going to be drilling a hole. 
Okay. So you're going to drill in the drywall. What happens with that drywall dust? Ah. It falls all over the place. So you take that piece of tape and make it make a little smiley. And and so, up underneath that hole, right? So you're anchoring on the two sides and then you've kind of got right, you got kind out. of a little yeah, you got kind of a little little ledge. Yeah, scoop there so that you drill it and it catches everything and then you just nice take it off and it sticks right there. That's so cool. And that it's just so easy. Because I hate because it gets on the carpet, yeah. And it gets on the baseboard, and you know, and- whenever I'm drilling into drywall, it's never in a good situation. Like I'm at a bad angle, or I'm too lazy to move the couch, so I'm just oh, doing it yeah. over the couch. <laughs> I mean, in this studio alone, I've done seven dumb exact. If you went around the baseboards of this studio, you'd find little piles of. <laughs> Of uh, drywall dust. Drywall dust. Just these little <laughs> little piles. Little piles. No, that's a great idea. That's fun. Yeah. A guide for when you're caulking. I have yet to try this. I oh, need really? to try it. Yeah. Oh, it works so great. Especially when you've got, you know, one of those wide, you know, at one end of the tub, it's nearly touching the tub. And at the other end, it, it splits out to half an inch. Okay. Right. And to get that to be a nice straight line. Okay. Um, and it just, oh, it, and they, they're so pretty. They're so pretty when, when you just pull that tape off and, and it's just don't touch it. Don't touch it after you pull the tape off. And you want to pull the tape off when it's wet, when the caulk is wet. Like right after or do you let it sit at all? I, well, I usually take it off right away. So by the time even you with get that, around. Yeah, even with that stuff, because you've got stuff that starts curing, you know, water ready in 30 minutes. So, I mean, it's almost instantaneous that that stuff starts getting tacky sure. and, and pulling the tape off can start creating strings and stuff. So, yeah. But cool. Blue tape and coke lines. Um, this was a cool one. Uh, take and, and take off little inch, inch and a half pieces of tape and put them on your tape measure, right? Stack them up onto your tape measure. Then when you're going and you're, you're doing, say, <sighs> baseboards, you got like three measurements. You write them down and then you can take and make your cuts. You take it outside and make your cut. You take that piece of tape, put it on that cut piece of lumber. And you know which one it you is. You know which one that is. So it's like, it, it's it's twofold. Pretty cool. Right? Yeah. Instead yeah. of taking that, because I'll always take, you know, a scrap piece of wood or something like that and write them all down and then I'll just check them off. But then it's like, okay, which one fits where Bring it and in. all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, a depth guide for when you're drilling. Say, you, say you've got a piece that you want to have four quarter inch holes. Okay. Say you're going to put dowels in. All right, okay. And you want, only want to go quarter, quarter inch down. So you measure on your drill bit, quarter inch from the end. Right. Take that piece of tape and wrap it around there. And you can wrap it so that it, the ends come together. It makes kind of a flag, mm, mm. right? So when you're drilling, slowly drilling in, as soon as, that, as soon as you get to the edge of the tape, you're done. So then you'll have four perfectly, too. yeah? I like that. See? Like that. See? Um, oh, this one was kind of cool. Record the paint colors for your room, right? Yeah. Okay. In the living room, we painted gloss white, Sherwin-Williams, 1017, 
blah, 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 and the baseboard is blah, 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 right? Record that on there. Take your switch plate cover off. Put it on the back of that switch plate cover in that room. Oh, in your room. In that room so that you know, right? You know where your your. Oh, my gosh. That's hysterical. (laughs) Isn't that great? (laughs) (laughs) And particularly helpful... If you really did run out of paint and you don't have that extra paint sitting around. Right. We used that. We used it all up. It's all gone or it dried out or whatever. Right. Yeah. And it's right there. That's stupidly fun. Oh, it's fun. Yeah. (laughs) I like that. I like that. I like that. Here's one. I don't know, because I know you have this LVP flooring here in the recording studio. Right. I have it. I have it at home. And I have found that I get some that separate. On the ends. Have you uh, noticed any on yours? Not yet. Not yet? Okay. It, it typically happens in the winter, apparently, because, you know, construction. Sure. So I've got a couple problem spots, and I just kind of stand on it with one, and I've got a pair of slippers that have really sticky soles on it, and I'll just kick at it, and they'll come <laughs> together. But what you can do is take some painter's tape and lay several strips down on the plank that you need to move. Right, okay. the plank that you want to to adjust. So you've got, say, you've got a two by four that's maybe twenty inches long, and then you're going to take and and do four strips of tape that are going to be approximately the width of that two by four. Okay. Okay. On the floor, on that plank. Then on the two by four, you're going to put um, strips of blue tape on the two by four as well, along one one side. Okay. Super glue. Regular old (laughs) super glue. This is sounding very complicated. No, it's not. No, it's not. (laughs) Super glue. Not the gel stuff, but the liquidy stuff. Put it on there. Put the two by four. Put put the super glue on the floor tape. Right. Then take the two by four that's got the tape on it. Yeah. And on the taped edge or side, you want to put that down onto that yeah that's gonna stick to that like board immediately right hold it until it sets so then you have a nail or a, not a nailing surface but a pounding surface in so you order can tap to, it over right clean the end out with the vacuum right because you've got stuff you've got crud that's in that edge piece uh-huh. right then you can tap it and it'll come together and then you can just use a chisel or something to pry that off of the floor, and you haven't marred the floor at all. I heard pry bar and my floor. Chisel. I heard chisel and my floor. Didn't like either one of them. Really? Why? I don't know. That seems like a lot of work in order for, yeah. Do you need that much more? Okay. I haven't had the experience of needing to do that oh, to okay. board. So, but so it's giving you leverage to tap and right. You know. Yes, and the tape holds firmly enough that it does. that works. Yep, because it's yeah. Or you know, if you don't want to use blue tape, but we were talking about blue tape, you could use double sided tape. Now, how how many people have double sided tape? Right, and you still everybody's got blue tape. Right, you know, just right. using creating a different surface. Right, figuring out how to lift to it, it differently. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a good one. We well, might have to show it's... a picture on that one. I think that would be a fun video to do. Yeah, like, yeah, Okay, yeah. here we go. See I how got, it works, yeah. I got a couple in my ba- or in my uh, kitchen that I can, can oh. I do it on. 
Those are my seven tips. Those are and awesome. If and you the- have, a, there's a couple, couple other things. So WD-40, you got a little bit of uh, excess residue yeah. from the tape, a little WD-40, clean it right Just off. Just a little bit. Yep. And then, you know, the blue color is actually a trademark of 3M. That's why there's green tape. Yeah, the frog tape. And um, the reason they use blue is because it, you, it's easy to see, and the chances that you're going to be painting blue like that. That color blue, right. Is not very high. Yeah. Interesting. little history tip. Oh, I know. 1988. So there it is. Blue tape. Very cool. That's Episode why number 50. You don't, need to, <laughs> you don't need to be a painter in order to need blue painter's tips. That's right. Well, that has been incredibly informative. Happy 50th, Amy. Yes, happy 50th to you as well. We did it. Yes. <laughs> if you and have any questions more. or comments about today's show or any show, please send your thoughts and prayers. <laughs> <laughs> send your thoughts and prayers to askamy at amyworks.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, Alicia. Makes me wonder. This podcast is sponsored by Amy Works, a residential remodeling contractor in Seattle. We want to help you realize the dream of your next kitchen, bath, or basement remodel. Check out some of our work on our website, amyworks.com. Give us a call at 206-478-2019 or send us an email at help at amyworks.com.